the Fade 5 Podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets, you jerky boys. Brad the Big Noise Evans here alongside the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. Tis indeed the Fade 5. Unblemished was I last night because we actually had 70-plus scored. It's a miracle. In a Thursday night football game, I think all the pent-up anger and frustration of the prior uh, deflating matchups uh, turned around things uh, last night as Arizona and New Orleans uh, just uh, had a blitzkrieg in the box score. So as a result, uh, we hit a lot of the overs. Hell, we even hit on the unders as a result. So we're starting off hot this week on the pod. Now let's carry it over to the junior circuit because Saturday we have uh, several delightful football games scheduled on the college uh, football circuit. And we're going to get to some other sports a little bit later on in the pod along with all of our NFL Week 7 uh, player props, but Lundy in college foosball. Give me your pick to click. Ooh, in the foosball, huh? In the foos. I remember playing that in college. Speaking of college, <laughs> I remember a little foosball action. Usually about one thirty in the morning. Highly intoxicated. Oh yeah. Um, and you know, and if you couldn't find the little ball that you needed, you would just find uh, whatever you could. True story. I do remember doing that one night where we could not find the ball, so we went into the kitchen uh, of the house, <laughs> got a, a bunch of tin foil. And packed it and used the tinfoil as the ball. We may have been hammered drunk, but we were still MacGyver. Um, yeah. So uh, with that in mind, uh, Brad, how about we take a little trip to uh, Boone Pickens Stadium, shall Ooh. we? Uh, oh, a little yeah. top 20 matchup. This one is fascinating to me because if you look at Oklahoma State ranked number 11, Texas ranked number 20. Uh, Oklahoma State's actually the dog uh, in this one, and I'm actually going to play that. I am going to take the Cowboys plus the six and a half at home uh, against Texas. Um, I, this is one where I, I know Texas has has uh, won three straight. Um, the games they've lost have been close. They probably should have beaten Alabama, uh, to be honest. Oklahoma State's coming off that bad double overtime loss. I think they're going to be trying to erase that from their memory. Um, so I think they come out. I think they use that pass rush, uh, rush to try to get after uh, yours for uh, Texas uh, in the backfield. So put all of that together. I just think six and a half is too much. Texas might win this game. Yeah. Um, but this could come down to the final two, three minutes or so. Uh, and so to me, I just don't see the Longhorns winning by a touchdown. So give me OK State plus the six and a half. Man, that is a uh, fishy smelling line, uh, to say the least. And it scares the Jesus out of me. If I had a lean uh, and I don't really have one right now, I agree. I would take the points of the home team and the Oklahoma State Cowboys are going to be out there uh, with their cold stuff firing away. But Man, uh, it just seems too good to be true, uh, and so does this one, but I'm still backing it. Uh, I don't know why I'm consistently betting on the team unless they're playing my finding a line eye, but usually I'm taking the under on them, but I love the spread here on the Iowa Hawkeyes yes. early on on Saturday, plus 30 and yes. a half against yes. the Ohio State Buckeyes. And I have to say, the Ohio State, or they're going to sue the living daylights out of me. Uh, this one's just way too high. I know I was dead last in total yards per game offensively. I mean, Spencer Petras uh, should be playing at uh, Scrooby State. I mean, they're only averaging 238.8 uh, total yards per game. But their defense 
is outstanding. Number 17 in the country in total yards per game a lot at 264.7. Also only giving up 9.8 points per game. Now I'm a face the caliber and offense of uh, the Ohio State, which is number two in the country in total offense. Uh, and we know C.J. Stroud's the front runner for the Heisman for a reason. Is going to pick them apart in some instances. But this is an opportunistic D that thrives off turnovers. Uh, I don't think they're going to be embarrassed. I don't think they're going to be D-panted on television nationally early on in a brunch time bet. So 30 and a half. I think this is way too many points. I got like Ohio State 24 to 7 in this one. So give me the Hawkeyes. And the plethora of points. That is my lead bet for tomorrow's college football show uh, on You Bet College Football here on Altitude in uh, Denver. It is my lead off. uh, It is my Jose Altuve. Uh, It is my lead off batter for the show tomorrow. Brad, how about this? In their last four meetings, Iowa has covered the spread in three and pushed in the other one. Um, So in the last four meetings, Ohio State has not covered uh, against Iowa. I agree with you. 30 and a half, as good as the Buckeyes are, 30 and a half, I think is too much against that defense. Yeah, and it's uh, virtually guaranteed if they get two turnovers in the game, Iowa will race to a cover as a result. So, all right, who's leading off the feed five today? Let's get after it with another edition. Number five. All right, let's live in the land down under. Uh, Marcus Mariota, the pride of the University of Oregon, and the duck will not be flapping on 193.5 pass yards is the line right now. And if you do some research, and this is a tape time, obviously, on Friday, uh, this number is much lower at some of the other sports books that are out there. Bet Rivers, I think, is the lowest right now at 186 and a half. So 193 and a half, still available at DraftKings at minus 115, is a gift from the gambling gods. You look at Marcus Mariota. Uh, he has been comfortably under this number in three consecutive games. He's only averaging 22.8 pass attempts per contest. He is uh, an inexcusable QB 35 right now and adjust completion percentage only QB 20 in total air yards. Now, uh, I know the Atlanta Falcons are unblemished right now against the, the spread on the season, and he's kept Desmond Ritter at bay. Uh, but you look at the matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals, only giving up 6.09 pass yards per attempt, and only two QBs, only two, have gone over 200 yards against them. So Lundy, fade or follow, uh, is it going to be a delicious M&M hitting the, uh, the taste buds here on the under 193 and a half pass yards on Marcus Mariota, minus 115 at DraftKings. Yes, uh, it will be. And good job shopping this one around. Good on you shopping around. Don't just buy the first. You got to shop around. Shop, you got to find you got to find the good value. Shop. Uh, no, I like this one. And by the way, uh, early bonus time for you. This will be the week that they finally don't cover. Give me Cincinnati minus the six. Ooh, interessante. The Bengals cover and Mariano cashes on the under. Number four. All right, let's go to Kenneth Walker third, uh, shall we? And I'm going to take the over on his rush yards prop. We featured him on the pod last week, and it was an easy cash. Why? Because he had 21 carries 
And if he gets that kind of workload, I think he's going to hit at least 70 yards. And the line right now, 67 and a half on those rush yards, minus 115 at DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, this opened uh, at a couple of the houses at like 65 and a half, so it's creeping up. And I wouldn't be surprised if it hits 70 by kickoff on Sunday. Why? Because the Chargers have not defended well in the trenches, giving up 5.83 yards per carry, 115.7 rush yards per game. Uh, They gave life to Latavius Murray, of all people, uh, last week. Uh, And much to the chagrin of Melvin Gordon, who was sulking on the sidelines. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the Chargers have had their troubles uh, there up front. And you look at Walker last week against Arizona, as I mentioned, the 21 carries, 97 yards. And on the season, uh, of quite delightful 3.16 yards after contact per attempt. And he is forced to miss tackle 50% of the time. That's right. 50% of the time. That's extraordinary. For a guy that's had 44 rush attempts. So, fade or follow Kenneth Walker the third over 67 and a half rush yards, minus 115 at BetMGM. Well, if you recall, Brad, uh, if we grab Sherman and go in the Wayback Machine, last week I told you, I'm not touching this one. I'm not buy. I don't buy into the hype yeah. until I can actually see it. Yeah, I was wrong. Uh, I was absolutely wrong <laughs> because they handed him the rock uh, and he just kept rolling uh, with it. So this time I'm not going to do it. I, I do think he gets to 70. Um, it's about the volume, obviously. But yes, when you go back and look at last week uh, and you look at the Chargers that uh, that just decided to uh, roll over, uh, shall we say, uh, when it comes to playing some rush defense, give me the opportunity here with Kenneth Waka the third. Uh, get fancy pinky out for your cup of tea and let's take the over on this one. Walk this way and take the over. Number three. All right. Uh, let's once again uh, go to Australia. Good day, mate. And live in the land down under on T. Higgins. And I was a bit uh, shocked and miffed. Uh, the line was this high on 75.5 receiving yards, minus 115 at DraftKings. Uh, he's been struggling through some ankle issues, and there could be some residual impacts and effects as a result. He's only seen 16.9% of the target share when he has been in uniform this season. Season at 6.3 targets per game. Uh, more disappointing is wide receiver 58 in A dot, which again stands for average depth of target. Wide receiver 34 in yards per reception at 13.4. And he's going to see Darren Hall uh, pretty often in this game against the ATL. Uh, who's given up just a 78.9 passer rating this season. Now, six guys have gone over against the Falcons uh, this year, but, you know, Joe Mixon may have a decent game. I think Jamar Chase is going to have a whale of a game. And Hayden Hurst, revenge game as well for the Bengals, which means Higgins could be the odd man out. I think 75 and a half, a little too rich for my blood. That's why I'm taking the under on that number, minus 115 at DraftKings. Lundy? Fade or follow. Uh, I got to be honest with you. When I looked at the notes, I did actually look this morning. Uh, when I looked at the notes for uh, today's podcast, I, I actually thought for a second this was a typo. Um, I actually yeah. had I went and looked at it because I was like, God, that's a big number. Um, and I went and looked at sure as shoot. There it is. Yeah, 75 and a half. Yeah, uh, I'm taking the under. This is just too high. It's not that he's not a great receiving option. It's not that he's a, a really integral part of their offense. 
I just think we've gotten to the point where we've overcorrected. Um, and so I think this is too high. I think you got to tuck it down. I think he finishes probably in the 60s. Um, like if this were, Brad, if this were sitting at like 60, anywhere between 65 and 67 and a half, I probably wouldn't touch it. Um, but I just think this has gotten inflated to the point where we're going to see it tuck underneath. So good call. Oh, gracias, amigo. Higgins welcome. will not tee off. Number two. All right, let's get some plus odds on the board with an SGP. Are you with me? Uh, and I think Lundy will be on this one. I'm going to go Josh Jacobs on this two-legger. Just two legs. That's it. We're trying to build bankroll here. Josh Jacobs, 70-plus rush yards. And in that same game, give me the other running back, Damian Pierce, 50-plus rush yards. That's it. And you get it at plus 120 if you construct it at BetMGM. You look at Jacobs. He has been rocking and rolling the last couple of games, 144 on the ground and 154 in the other matchup. He is number four right now in the NFL in yards after contact per attempt at 4.19. He's forced to miss tackle an outstanding 30.8% of his rush attempts. And you look at Lovey Smith's defense, they're giving up 5.02 yards per carry and 133.6 rush yards per game. So as long as Jacobs, uh, you know, coming off the bye, week continues to exhibit a fiery hand uh, i think those legs are going to churn maybe to 100 yards yet again meanwhile for damian pierce uh he's been one of the rookie sensations this season him and Brees hall really one of the you know maybe chris alive too front runners for offensive rookie of the year he is number six in yards after contact per attempt at 4.17 he is forced to miss tackle he wanting up uh, right now, uh, one-upping, I should say, Josh Jacobs at 38.4%. He has gone over this in four straight games. He's averaging 18.8 rush attempts per game. I know Vegas has been stiff and stout in the trenches, giving up just 3.89 yards per carry, but three rushers have logged at least 50 yards against him. So, Lundy, fade or follow on this SGP, Josh Jacobs, 70-plus rush yards, Damian Pierce, 50-plus rush yards, plus 120 at MGM. Come with me. Oh, choo-choo, get on the train. Uh, I'm in. Uh, I'll take the plus 120 on this one. Look, I've got a man crush on Josh Jacobs. I have ever since we met him uh, on Radio Row uh, at the Super Bowl before he was actually drafted um, by the Raiders. Dude's just, he's just fun to talk to. Uh, He's just, he's a really good guy to sit and just BS with. Uh, And I liked him then, have had a lot of uh, fantasy stock in him, have used him for DFS purposes. And obviously now uh, with the legal the opportunity to do the player props on him. So I'm a big fan uh, of Josh Jacobs. And then Damian Pierce was a guy that I was targeting in, in fantasy drafts as kind of a later guy to pick up just because you thought, okay, yeah, they're a shitty team, but you still got to run the ball. Um, and so you went and grabbed the guy that you thought might get those carries. So put all that together. These are both really easy thresholds for them to hit. You get to that plus 120 number. Nice, easy, uh, simple one-game parlay here with these two rushers in a game that, uh, I mean, you know, gather the friends and family around the TV because they're the only ones that are going to want to watch this. Oh, and a contest only a gambler could love. Make some money at Plus Odds. Number one. All right, and this one is just strange, bizarre, uh, really uh, bewildering. When I saw the line open uh, yesterday, it is on Jonathan Taylor, and you might automatically say to yourself, okay, it's got to be at least uh, 75 and a half yards, maybe 79 and a half rush yards, 
No, 65.5 rush yards is a line. I'm taking the over, which I think is an extreme value here. Minus 115 at Ben and Jim. Yes, he is going to go his uh, own words. He feels like himself. Uh, that's what he said in, in practice this week. Uh, so he is back uh, at or near 100% despite uh, the ankle injury. He saw 77% of the opportunity share was on the field. You know, he was a top rusher in airing fantasy drafts this season for a reason, uh, getting 20.3 rush attempts per game. Now, uh, his numbers have suffered. The advance of the legs certainly have. And the service numbers, too. He's RB27 in yards after contact per attempt. But again, I think that ankle was really bothering him. Uh, still forcing a missed tackle, 247 percent of the time which is really vintage John and Taylor and he only went for 42 rush yards on 21 attempts in the first matchup against the Tennessee Titans but still the Titans though they've gotten healthier up front giving up 4.67 yards per carry to the running back position so Lundy if he is anywhere close to his normal workload I know the offensive line has underachieved but uh, this team is desperate to get back to him being the centerpiece of the offense. They don't want to lead on Matt Ryan 58 times through the air like they did a week ago. I think Jonathan Taylor gets back to what he does best, and that is plowing through would-be tacklers. So give me the over on 65.5 rush yards. My top play of the weekend in Week 7, minus 115 to BetMGM, fade or follow. I don't want this one. I don't want this. I, oh, I, don't I'm, be a coward. No, I'm like the I'm like a five year old at the dinner table right now, and I'm just pushing the plate away. Like, oh, no, don't, boo. I don't Here's part of the reason, Brad. Look at look at. I mean, it, look at Tennessee's rush defense. Look at their rush defense. If you take out Week One, where with with Saquon, if you take out Saquon's redonkulous game in Week One. In the last four, we're talking about a Tennessee defense that's given up a total of 60.5 per game. That's it. Now, I understand that, you know, everything's a little bit different. Jonathan Taylor is different, but you're talking about a dude that has been banged up to the point where he's got to talk to the press about how he's feeling. And you're going up against a team that has had a really solid run defense going on. I agree that they're going to have to get away from uh, Matt Ryan throwing the ball 58 times because God knows nobody wants to see that. I don't even think Matt Ryan wants to see that. Um, but this is a number that I do not trust, man. This is one where you're sitting back going, ah, this is too low. This does, this is a head scratcher. Well, you know, these guys know what they're doing with these damn algorithms, Brad. Yeah, so I think, it's a, I think it's a head scratcher for you and I. And somewhere there's a dude at BetMGM sitting at his computer going, ha ha, I got him. Uh, well, I did fail remedial math back in the day. So, yes, uh, they indeed uh, got me it on a, hook, a daily basis, man. Hook, line, and sinker, uh, sinker. But I am following the volume here and crank it. It may take 25 attempts, but get there, John the Taylor, on that over 65.5. All right, Lundy, let's make you feel all warm and fuzzy. It's Ooh, bonus time. It's a free forum. Uh, a lot of nipple touching here. I know that's what you're wow. going to dive into yeah. so well uh, and your own and your own only but what else you got tonight well that's the excitement right if you're watching the uh, video portion of the podcast if you're enjoying us on the youtube <laughs> channel you always get that uh, the little extra uh, the body language uh and things that go on a uh, couple of things for you let me get some college football for 
tonight, shall we? A little Friday night action that we've got. Um, I'm going to alt-line both of these, Brad. I'm going to take Tulsa, who is a big-time favorite tonight against Temple. I'm going to bring Tulsa down to a minus seven. I'm going to take Western Kentucky up to a plus four. If I put those two together at DraftKings, that is a plus 121. Mm. Um, You know uh, how much I love my Oregon State Beavers, but I will tell you that the spread tomorrow against CU, uh, as bad, and we've talked about this, as bad as Colorado is, possibly the worst team in the Power Five, if not all of college football, Um, But 24 is too much. Um, As much as I love Oregon State, that is too big of a spread, even for the Beavs at home. Keep in mind right now, the Oregon State Beavers are using a backup quarterback, which means they're leaning even more on their running game than they normally would. Um, And all that's going to do is chew clock. I just don't see this getting to be a 24-point spread. I could see see CU with a backdoor cover late in the fourth quarter, potentially, if Oregon State's got this thing salted away. So that's too much for me. Uh, Again, another college football play for you for tomorrow. You might want to parlay this together with something. As good as Joe Musgrove has been for the Padres, Mm. I I like Philly plus one and a half on the run line. I just think this is going to be a close game tonight. Now, the juice on that at DraftKings is a minus 170. So you might decide maybe you want a one-game parlay that. Maybe take Philly like plus one and a half or plus two and a half. Put it together with a couple other props um, because it is juiced up. And if you don't want to pay that juice, I understand. But as good as Musgrove has been, this is the first home game for Philly in an NLCS since 2010. Um, so wow. that crowd is going to be jacked. And we already know Philly fans are are crazy to begin with, um, yeah. you know, regardless of sport. So um, I just think that's too much. I like Philly on the run line. I think San Diego probably wins. I just think this thing is going to wind up being close uh, by the time it's all said and done. Quickly in the NBA, DeMar DeRozan over 27 and a half points. The best juice right now is at BetMGM. That's a minus 120. It's higher everywhere else. Brad, by tip off, I think this is going to get bumped to 28 and a half. Um, to bring the juice back down would not surprise me. He had 37 in the opener uh, in that win for Chicago against the Heat. And finally, I've been preaching this. I've talked about it on the pod. I've talked about it on flipping Twitter, people. The goal in the first 10 in hockey. There are three games on the docket tonight, so it's a light schedule. I'm actually going to skip the game in the middle. I'm not going to touch that one. That is Detroit and Chicago because as leaky sometimes as the Blackhawks and the Red Wings can be. I also don't 100% trust their offenses right now, so I'm staying away from that one. But give me the goal in the first 10 uh, between uh, the Battle of America's Wang. Tampa is taking on Florida. Uh, And give me that right here in Denver. I'll actually be in attendance between the Kraken and the Avalanche. If you put those two together, it is a plus 144 at DraftKings. But... DraftKings is offering, at least for me, hopefully they are in your jurisdiction as well, a 50% boost on a gift bet tonight. So if you tack that on, it turns it into a plus 216 for tonight between these two. Um, I've been trying to give you some of the stats. Brad, there were 12 games in the National Hockey League yesterday. Eight of them had a gift, meaning eight of them had a goal in the first 10 minutes. And one of the four that didn't missed it by two seconds. 
the goal happened at 10 minutes and one second. Otherwise, wow. that one would have hit as well. So keep your eye on those gifts. Again, I post these up on my spreadsheet online if you want to see them. But for tonight, if you also have that boost in whatever state you are legally betting on, like I said, grab the first game of the night, grab the last game of the night, and then slap those two together in a parlay and put that 50% boost on it. One last one, Kale McCarr for the Colorado Avalanche, last year's Conn Smythe Trophy winner uh, for the MVP of the Stanley Cup playoffs. He has five assists this year. He has yet to score a goal. It's mm. really weird um, that he has not found the back of the net yet, especially for the guy that runs point on the Avs uh, power play unit. So he is plus 200 for an anytime goal. And I'm also going to sprinkle uh, maybe a half unit on him to score the first goal at plus 1,600. Uh, by the way, uh, missed by two seconds is the story of my life. I'm just putting that out there right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bonus time for me. Uh, let's go back to the NFL real quick and uh, some more Week 7 player prop wagers that I like. Uh, have you noticed the action on Nick Chubb rushing yards? It was as high as 77.5. It is down to 71.5, and, and I can't put my finger on as to why. So take advantage of the 71.5. Uh, Baltimore, not nearly as uh, unrelenting uh, in the trenches that we've seen in the past, giving a 4.55 yards per carry, nearly 85 rush yards per game just to running backs. Chubb has forced the most missed tackles, 42 in total of any running back. He will not have 12 rush attempts again. Kevin Stefan. Stefanski, feed the man. I think he gets back to the 17 to 20 attempt range, kind of like the over on 16 and a half rush attempts as well, but 71 and a half rush yards. I'm all over that. Uh, I also really like, if he can find it, Kyle Juszczyk, the fullback for the San Francisco 49ers. I know everybody's a buzz right now about Christian McCaffrey returning to the Bay Area, understandably so. Uh, he was actually babysat back in the day by Kyle Shanahan, believe it or not. Uh, so there is a reunion, uh, years in the making between those two guys, and he is going to be a centerpiece. He's going to have some packages, uh, particularly in the red zone, I think, this week. But use check. 11 and a half receiving yards. That's it. He has crushed this number on the over in four straight weeks. He's averaging 13.8 routes run per game, 14.9 yards per reception. This could be a one play payday as a result as no defense has lowered more receptions or receiving yards in Kansas City. Ten guys have had at least 12 receiving yards of the running back position against him. So Kyle Juszczyk, do some work, poor Vavor. Uh, and then elsewhere, C.D. Lamb. Welcome back, Dak. Uh, I'm going to take the over on 71 and a half receiving yards against the Hello Kitties of Detroit. Uh, A.J. Parker is going to be the primary slot man. Uh, he's been elevated off the bench, uh, and he's given up a 118.1 passer rating when he has seen action this season. That's who Lamb is going to see most often. Uh, and Lamb's getting 10 targets per game. Uh, and his number two, an unrealized area. It's why? Because Cooper Rush was his quarterback. Uh, now he got Dak back. Those will become realized as Detroit's given up 7.93 pass yards per attempt. And seven guys have gotten to at least 72 receiving yards against them. All right, back to college football. Mississippi State. Give me the points against Bama. 
plus 21 is way too many. There's a, you know, a chance here this could be a push. Uh, and I know Alabama, you know, they're licking their wounds after their defeat last week and memorable game against Tennessee. And people are out there like, oh, they're going to unleash hell uh, this time around. But I-, I like the Bulldogs. It shows some bite here. Uh, yeah, Alabama's top 16 in total offense and total defense. But Mississippi State, because of Will Rogers, who has been outstanding as a passer, completing 71.3% of his attempts with a 23-4 to touchdown-interception split. He'll keep this thing close enough, and I think Mississippi State's defense underrated, too, as they're giving up just 223, uh, 222.3 passing yards per game. So uh, I really like their chances to score the cover there at plus 21. Uh, in the Big Ten, can be Purdue plus two and a half at Wisconsin. Uh, both these teams, three and four against the spread, but Purdue has been uh, under, you know, undervalued really all season long. They're top 40 in uh, offensive and defensive total yards per game allowed. Uh, their passing offense uh, with Aiden O'Connell has been outstanding at 312.1 yards per game. Uh, he will outperform Mertz in this one. And because of Purdue's run defense, they're only got with 3.2 yards per carry. That's the MO Wisconsin. You contain them on the ground, much like Illinois did. You could dominate them in return. I think Purdue has the goods to do that. So I like that quite a bit. Oh, speaking of my Illini, how about a former University of Illinois great now member of the Chicago Bulls? Io DeSumo tonight, I think he gets over 12 and a half points at plus 100. So even money at DraftKings. Yeah, played 36 minutes in the opener at Miami with 7 to 14 with 17 points and three triples made. He gets a Washington Wizards tonight. Uh, I'm not buying there as an outstanding defensive team as they showed against the uh, Indiana Pacers because the Pacers should be dreadful this year. They give up 1.029 points per possession, but Io, uh, who is fixed as a starting guard in this offense, should get enough volume uh, to hit at least 13 points. So take that at plus 100. Woo! I am done. Lundy is through as well. We are out of time here on the Feed 5 podcast. Uh, rate and review us, por favor, if you don't mind, if you enjoy this broadcast. Uh, you can follow us as well on Twitter. Follow Lundy and his free spreadsheet, at Nate Lundy. Follow me and my free spreadsheet, at Noisy Huevos. Enjoy your weekend! Make some moolah! And as always, until next time, Feed! Or follow, that is up to you.